Good evening, doctor. Will this table near the stage work for you? Yeah, yeah. This is perfect. Not too close to those Tarkeliums. And I see him on time for the main event. The best reason to stop by 10 forward. If you don't mind, I'll have a brandy. Tell Guinan to make it the good stuff. No synthahol. One real brandy coming up. just wonderful, wasn't it? Mr. Andrew Allen tickling the keys. And now the personality you've all been waiting for. Now in his 18th year, the master of all things sci-fi, the geek meister himself, let's hear it for Rico Dosti. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to hear another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, your semi-weekly, bi-weekly dose of geeky goodness. Let's see, today is the 28th of January. It's my oldest son, Stephen's birthday. Happy birthday, Stephen. I know he does listen sometimes to my podcast, and it is show, I think, let's see, 926. Yes, 926. All right. Sorry, I had to look that up real quick. Um, but on today's show, I've been going over my mind the, the, this morning. I haven't really laid out the, the the podcast for the next few weeks like I usually have. Some bit, things have been a little crazy, a lot of stuff going on. So, but so there was about three or four possibilities that were rolling around in my head, and and literally five minutes ago, I decided on this one for the topic. I was thinking I was going to just do another sort of casual like show grab bag, you know, where I talk about just latest movies and TV a little bit. But um, but I think I'm going to focus briefly in my, my – I feel like my throat or my voice is a little hoarse today. It's, it's kind of dry here, but I feel okay. Hopefully it's – you know, I got my tea and everything. But um, the uh, – I'm going to talk about uh, the Marvel series What If that they've done two seasons, the animated What If series. I want to, and my dog here, Luna, is going to bark. I feel like in a minute, Lynn's out, so uh, it's just me and the dog at home. And I and I joked with Lynn before she ran out to do a few things that uh, Luna and I are going to do a podcast together. So if you hear a bark, that's not me, that's her. But uh, yeah, I want to cover that that series. I I they just did the at the end of December, they released the second season, and I I really love it. So I wanted to kind of give it a little hype here on Treks and Sci-Fi and talk about it. So, but at first I'll talk about some other stuff, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's get into things. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We want a man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. 
Folks, I am back. This is Rico, and a couple things. A couple uh, things to mention. Uh, you can always reach me at treksf at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, that's at patreon.com forward slash treksinsci-fi. Uh, if you want to see Vim, videos that I've done, it's over on Vim, Vimeo. That's V-I-M-E-O, like video, but with an M instead of a D. Pretty tricky there, huh? And in Vimeo, you just go to vimeo.com forward slash trekkie. T-R-E-K-K-I-E, and and that's uh, and Luna's about to bark, yes. So um, might need to get her a, a little treat or something to, to ha- have a chomp with. Actually, I think I will. Let me take a quick pause here. All right, I got her one of these special uh, little chewy bone things that it'll keep her busy at least for five or ten minutes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, I was talking about the... Um, I think I was starting to talk about two weeks ago. I did a, that show, um, interviewed those guys, worked on Star Trek Resurgence. The uh, it's uh, a pretty cool uh, Star Trek game. Listen to that podcast if you haven't. Also, I've got a couple of Xbox codes for that free free giveaway codes. If you're interested, TrekSF at gmail.com. If you want those to play the game for free, if you've got an Xbox, I've got two of those. So anyone who emails me, I, I can pass those along. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that game a lot. I, I, I have been super busy the last week or two. I got to get back into it and finish it off or, or play more of it. It'll take me a while. I'm, I'm slow at gaming. <laughs> slow. It's just, uh, yeah, busy life. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, the, the um, but we're going to talk about what, the What If Marvel show here shortly. Let's talk about some other things that I've been watching uh, on um, streaming, movies, TV, not too much nerdy, geeky stuff. Um, I don't know. I think I did talk about For All Mankind. I, I finished up the last season. Really love that. That show on Apple Apple TV. Uh, there's a new World War II drama, uh, flying-type drama that just started. Not geeky. I, I, I always mention other things that are not nerdy or geeky, sci-fi or fantasy, but uh, it's called Masters of the Air. I watched the first episode. That's They, they dropped the first two episodes, I think, last Friday. That's also on Apple TV. A lot of people just think, oh, there's nothing on Apple TV or whatever, but there's some good stuff on there. And I I've, I always like to say that it's, I think it's one of the less expensive streaming services. I think it's only maybe, well, now I think it's up to like 60 a year, which, it you know, per month, if you watch a show or two or a movie, whatever, that's that's pretty worth it, if you ask me. That's like five bucks or something. So, um. What else have I been watching? Uh, I started in on the second season, even though it's its last season, and I really like the show a lot. I like the first season, Carnival Row, uh, which is on Prime Video, uh, that uh, with Arla- Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. Is that how you say her last name? Uh, it's sort of a fantasy show, or it is a fantasy series uh, with um, sort of 
creatures living amongst humans. They're kind of oppressed. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a good show. I like I like it quite a bit. I like I like Orlando Bloom. Cara Delevingne is is good in the in the show as well. And there's a lot of other obviously actors and good stuff happening in that. If you haven't checked it out, um, give that show a shot. I I think it's uh, very interesting. It sort of has a Victorian era air to it, kind of a thing. Um, and, and I like that kind of uh, time and show, uh, well, when there's fantasy involved in it. But, um, and uh, finished up Reacher season two. Uh, again, not nerdy or geeky, but but I enjoyed that a lot or enjoyed uh, that show. <laughs> Alan Richson is just so good in that part. Uh, I, I hope maybe maybe they'll ever do a movie. You know, they did that movie with Tom Cruise and everyone kind of like really was kind of down on that because, he, he, you know, the, Tom Cruise, he doesn't really fit the character of the book or the books. Uh, I haven't read the books. Actually, I just ordered the book one of it. Uh, but um, he's supposed to be a huge, big guy, you know, super tall, super muscular and big. And, and Tom Cruise is none of those. <laughs> so... Nothing against Tom Cruise. I enjoy his movies too, but and you know this this brings up and I, I'll try not to tangent, you know, like I like to do, but this brings up the whole idea of you know do do people out there do you guys all feel how strongly do you feel that when they they adapt books for for TV or movies do the characters have to match what was kind of designated in the uh, in the books, you know. Or or comics, for example, I I kind of think they do. In my in my opinion, I, I I really think that they should stick to the you know the way they were you know for for a lot of reasons. And I don't know. I I, I can live with. I, I've I've certainly watched things where they've changed that. Um, I guess another series that I've been I've talked about a little bit. I think we've had episode. Six or seven now. I, I don't know how many are in the season. Maybe eight or ten. That seems typical. But Percy Jackson, um, when I when I talked about it before, I, I said I wasn't super thrilled with it, but it's kind of growing on me. But they did sort of replace all although the 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 people were, who wrote the books. This uh, Rick Riordan, I think, is how you say his name. He is on one of the executive producers, so I guess he's okay. But Annabeth. They recast. Uh, it's a black actress uh, playing her, uh, and she's not black in the books. Whatever you know, and I and I, I actually feel like still she's not the strongest actress. I, I don't really, frankly, care too much. I've not read the books. I don't really care too much about how she looks and, and the fact that you know uh, of the black versus white situation that they you know that doesn't buy. I just don't think she's that good of an actress, honestly. And, and, and I think the other people in the, in the show are pretty good. I think she's gotten a little bit better as the episodes have gone on, but she just comes off as kind of, uh, unnatural. That's a weird way to say it. I, I don't know. I don't really just buy her being the character that she is as much as the other ones. So, but the show is fun. Uh, that's on Disney plus, the that show has, uh, like I said, has been going weekly pretty much for several weeks. Uh, maybe when I take a break here, I'll look up how many episodes. That's the one thing I wish they would. I w- I, here, here's the thing. I, I wish when these st- series, um, I wish in their information when they start, I wish somewhere along the way, right on the uh, the streaming apps, I wish they just said it's going to be an eight-episode series or a six-episode series. I, I, I don't think any of them do that. 
you know, like one of six or two of six or say it in the little blurb for the show, you know, this six episode series or this eight episode, it, it, it you can sort of start to tell uh, when, when a show is, is getting near wrapping up. Like I think Percy Jackson, I don't think they could wrap it up in the next episode. So I think it's still got a few left, but, but, um, but anyway, uh, I, it kind of bugs me a little bit. I, I, I wish we knew like comics, mostly when they do a mini series in comics, although they have changed this occasionally, sometimes they don't list it, but a lot of times they do. And even when they do list the number of issues, uh, they can change it occasionally. Like series have done that where they thought, oh, it's going to be a six issue miniseries. And it's like when the first issue comes out, it'll say one of six and then two of six and so on. But I've seen that change, you know, then eventually it's like, oh, it's changed. When they got to issue five, they realized they had a lot more to do. So all of a sudden it's five of eight or something like that. It doesn't change typically, uh, but sometimes I've seen that happen. But it is nice to know when you're reading it, what you're sort of, or watching a show, what you're committing to, uh, how much is going to be in it or, you know, how many episodes and so on. Not a big deal, honestly. And you can look it up. You can, you can Google it. Although I've Googled stuff before like that and, and thought what I, you know, I found something that looked like a reliable source and, and it turned out to be, you know, not, <laughs> it wasn't correct. It was like, well, I thought you guys said this was 10 episodes or six episodes or whatever. Um, and, and it turns out that wherever it was written, it, it was wrong. So yeah, that's the internet. Don't believe everything on the internet folks. Uh, yeah. What else was I going to talk about? Uh, Quantum Leap, that show, which I've been enjoying, the new Quantum Leap, uh, it's been on a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a break. I know they've got, I almost thought it had ended. Like, I think they got to episode eight uh, for this season. Uh, But no, I think I read, I I looked that one up, and I think there's supposed to be like 13, I think, for the season. So we've got still more coming. A lot of times in the mid part of the year like this, or mid part of the, when TV shows start in the fall, you know, during the Christmas break and usually maybe into January, they kind of take a little bit of a hiatus and they don't show stuff. I, I don't know if they think people are busy with other things, but it just tends to be the time where they take a little break like that. By the way, total uh, <laughs> just jumped into my mind, but I'm not a big sports fan. I've said that many times on the podcast, but the, our Detroit Lions football team, they're looking pretty good. There's the final four teams left before the Super Bowl right now. And today, later today, uh, the, the Lions have to play um, San Francisco, and hey, everyone in the Michigan-Detroit area all have their fingers crossed because the Detroit Lions, and this is obviously not, I don't know why I always say, I can talk about anything I want on my podcast, uh, but I think occasionally on the Facebook group, occasionally I'll put up something that's not, you know, uh, nerdy or geeky, or even if it is, sometimes, well, why is this up here? I thought you just talked about Star Trek. Somebody did that the other day, and I'm like, no, this is, it's not just about Star Trek here, and it's also not just about fantasy and and, and sci-fi, although that's 98% of what I show and talk about. And But the, uh, yeah, so the Lions have never made it to the Super Bowl, so we're all, of course, hoping that they win today, and not just because Rico put a few bets down on him. Not, not. I'm, I'm not much of a gambler. We're talking like a few dollars. <laughs> so, but uh, <clears throat> one of those sports app things. The, um, but yeah, it'd be great if they could get to the Super Bowl. It really would. Uh, they've, they've really been having a good season. It's quite possible. We'll see. They're, they're kind of the underdog. 
uh, of the four teams left. But um, I, you know, I was like an underdog. Who doesn't like a good underdog? So the uh, other things I guess we could talk about briefly: Star Trek, Star Wars. There's not a ton of stuff to share right now. I mean, there is that video game I did the show about uh, Star Wars. They're supposedly going to start filming the Ray movie in in sometime in the next few months. Uh, Daisy Ridley has been saying a, a couple of times that she really likes the storyline that they've come up with. Um, says it's really cool and, and really different and interesting. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the Star Wars fans are already saying it's going to be junk. You know, oh, yeah, well, there's a brilliant statement. Like, you guys have no idea what it's going to be like. You, you have not just... You can't even judge based on what happened previously because the same people are not involved in writing it. And everybody's like, oh, Disney ru- ruins everything. I'm like, Disney's not a thing. You know, Disney was a person, yes, who's been long gone, uh, but uh, it's not an entity. These all have individual people working on these shows, movies, TV. I, I know people like to lump everything together. That just makes life easier for some. Uh, but uh, why don't you judge each thing on its own worth? And if you don't like it, that's you know your your decision, your choice. So, but I'm excited. I I I knew eventually we would get Ray back in a movie, and maybe some of the other characters will be there too as well. They haven't really said anything about that, but I'd be a little surprised if they if we don't see a little Poe Dameron, you know, or or or, or any of the other characters. I mean, I just. You know, Finn or Poe, I mean, I, especially those two, uh, and, and maybe the droids even or something. I forget what they've said or something like, I think more time has passed than in reality. I think they want, I think they're saying like 10 or 15 years has gone by. I don't know why they they thought that they needed to have that much time go by. I mean, the last movie came out in 2019, so we're only at, what, four years later? So it's... It, it's it's a little odd to me that they want to say that that much time has gone by, but I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of things have changed in the galaxy, so they wanted to make it believable that that didn't just happen in a few years. So who knows? Um, but yeah, that's supposed to start. So we're probably at least a couple of years away from seeing that. At least I would think. I, I mean, if, even if they film it this year, would we get it in twenty the next year, twenty twenty five? Which is a crazy date to even say i don't know i guess it's possible maybe by the end of 2025 perhaps i i get the feeling that post-production with all the computer generated effects these days goes quicker than it used to i i I think when they had to do practical effects even though i i miss those a little bit um i think those took longer really truthfully um i know star wars when the original trilogy was done you know they they worked on those you know post they they worked on all those model effects and a lot of that those things took a long time to put together so we will see you know maybe maybe we'll get it i don't know if they've ever projected release date i don't i don't even know but um it's going to be i have a feeling this coming summer i think it's going to be kind of light uh, for movies because of the strikes that happened and maybe even into the fall so and, and then they've got like apparently three other star wars movies they're going to do I think the start on start on the Star Trek side uh, it looks like Section Thirty One movie is or yeah is filming. Michelle Yeoh has been spotted in Toronto where they film all the Star Treks these days. Uh, Strange New Worlds. There's the doggy. She's back after having her bone. 
Um, I'm going to probably take a break uh, and then get into the one if show. But during the break, I'm going to take her out outside for a little quick stroll. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Star Trek. So Strange New World Season 3 is in the midst of filming. We're going to get the last season of Discovery here starting in April uh, and some more Lower Decks this year. So we'll, we'll get some Star Trek this year in. Um, still not quite sure. Uh, I haven't be- heard, heard back on my renewed press pass thing for Comic-Con for San Diego. I'm hoping to learn soon if I was accepted again and so that I can be there next <laughs> summer. So, yes, I'm coming, Luna. I know. <laughs> so, all right, we'll take a break. When I come back, after I take Luna out, uh, we will uh, get into the What If uh, TV show. I'm going to cover briefly cover uh, season one and season two. There are some connections between the seasons, but um, but yeah, I just want to get everyone a little bit of a feel for the show, tell you how much I like it, and maybe you guys should check it out too. So I'll be back in a minute. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Tricks and Sci-Fi. All right, everyone, I am back after taking Luna on a little stroll. You know, we had this, uh, <laughs> it's funny, maybe a little more than a week ago, we had a bit of snow ice, which for those that know about how this works when you get ice, it ends up, you know, kind of hanging on tree branches and tree branches come down. So there's all these little small, mostly small tree branches all over the yards and the grass and sidewalk and and everything and so she tends to want to like grab them and chomp them she doesn't want to really eat them too much she just wants to just chew them apart and but it makes walking sometimes it's like oh there's another stick i can chew apart and there's another stick uh yeah dog talk yeah yeah yeah. here on treks in dogs yeah that i should do that show that'd be fun right yeah, but but no, we're going to talk about what if the Marvel show that uh, started um, a couple of years ago, I guess. It uh, let's see, when did season one air? I've got the Wikipedia thing open. Looks like uh, a little more than two years ago. So uh, season one aired from August eleventh, twenty twenty one, to October sixth, twenty twenty one. And I just said that um, season two just aired. They 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 did a different thing with that where they were releasing an ep- episode every day. I really like that idea. I, I you know especially with, since the shows are only about a half hour long, on average. Uh, they did that from the twenty second this for season two from the twenty second of December twenty twenty three to the thirtieth of December twenty twenty three. So, for those not familiar with what if uh, Marvel Comics, there isn't a I don't think a current title being published. Um, like this, but Marvel used to, and there's an omnibus collection of these, which is kind of on my list of things to buy. Uh, but Marvel used to put out these. It's been a while. I can't remember when the last time they were doing sort of a regular what if book. Sometimes they'll put an occasional one shot out, but they were doing these what if um, storylines. Like, you know, what if someone else had been bitten by that radioactive spider that bit Spider Man? kind of a tale like you know what if somebody else got hit with the gamma radiation that made Bruce Banner the the Hulk you know kind of like what if there was a different um it, it's again it falls into this multiverse uh sort of alternate uh 
timelines, reality, you know, a, a little change in history causing a ripple effect of something, you know, causing different things to happen, which to me is, again, has always been a fascinating topic. And again, the, you know, this is, this is all based in the Marvel universe. The comics, like I said, have done these, but the, this is a little bit more, the, the what if animated show is certainly much more oriented to the, um, MCU to the movies, okay, and they get they get a fair number of the voice the actors that did the characters uh, to do the voices again. Uh, you know, like Chris Hemsworth does Thor. Um, you know, there's um, Peggy Carter is is in the uh, is in the show quite a bit actually. And of course, so they got uh, they got Haley Atwell right uh, to do that voice. Um, Sam Jackson does Nick Fury still when he pops up. Jeremy Renner does Hawkeye. Uh, the uh, some of the exceptions are they have somebody else doing Steve Rogers. Uh, they have somebody else doing uh, Tony Stark. Uh, but I but I feel like uh, and well they still have Sebastian Stan doing Bucky Barnes. Uh, but um, I I I really think they've got. They got some good voice talent to do voices pretty similar. They're not exact. They didn't try to make them exact. Uh, they're pretty similar in, in style and tone to the original actors. I, I'm not quite sure why some of the actors participated in this versus others. Maybe they were busy, you know, uh, but who knows? It doesn't matter that much. The um, But basically, a, a good portion of the voices are, are familiar, and the, even the ones that they do substitute i mean i had to check it out when i was first watching it like is that is that really robert downey jr is it somebody else doing uh, tony stark iron man i don't know you know so um but uh the uh, again the show has gone on for two seasons i think they're definitely going to do another one from what i've heard uh, and let us start uh well i've already given you some background but let us play uh one of the trailers this was a trailer it's about two minutes long for season one of what if uh, also it, you know, obviously Marvel owns, or let's see, sorry, I almost reversed that <laughs> Disney owns Marvel. So this is all on Disney plus. So here's the trailer for season one of the show. Space. Time. Time. Reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. Well, that doesn't sound ominous at all. I was promised an army. You have a super soldier. You sure don't seem too freaked out about all this, kid. What you doing out there all by yourself anyway? Exploding the world. Sounds fun. But why stop at one world when we can show you all of them? I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. 
face the unknown. And ponder the question. What if? Give me the tour. Yeah, so that that trailer is pretty cool. It gives you a pretty good taste, I think. Yeah, there's a, a fair amount of music in there, but you can obviously watch the trailer on YouTube if you haven't watched uh, any of this before. The um, I really wish they'd release. I don't think they've released these out on uh, DVD, Blu-ray. I, I would buy them, definitely. The um, There's a little bit of background. Let's see. What If is an American animated anthology series created by A.C. Bradley. Bradley? Sorry. For the streaming service Disney Plus, based on the Marvel comic series of the same name, it is the fourth television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, produced by Marvel Studios and the studio's first animated series for Marvel Studios Animation. The series explores alternate timelines in the multiverse that show what would happen if major moments from the MCU films occurred differently. Bradley serves as head writer for the first two seasons with Matthew Chauncey, Chauncey for the third and Brian Andrews as the lead director. Uh, a little bit goes on to say Jeffrey Wright, uh, who is uh, he's great. Uh, he was in the Westworld TV show. You recognize his voice there. Very has a very distinctive voice. He was in that most recent Batman movie. Uh, played Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Jeffrey Wright stars as the Watcher, who narrates the series. And even though he's the Watcher, he, he has quite a bit more going on and to do in especially in season two. Alongside many MCU film actors reprising their roles, Marvel Studios was developing the series for Disney Plus by the end of 2018 with Bradley and Andrews on board. It was officially announced in April of 2019. Marvel Studios head of visual development, Ryan Mernending, helped define the series' cel-shaded animation style, which was designed to reflect the films and take inspiration from classic American illustrators. Animation for the series is provided by Flying Bark Productions and Stellar Creative Labs, blah, 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 da, 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 da. In the second season, Stephen Frank uh, served as the head animation of, uh, who, let's see, wait, wait, uh, sorry. Stephen Frank served as head of animation the first season as well as director of the second season. St Scott Wright as head of animation the second. Uh, and I've already given you an idea of the timing when these things came out. Uh, the, let's see, they, they go on to mention that, uh, the multiverse was sort of first, uh, discussed or, or brought into light, uh, in the first season finale of Loki. Uh, if you've seen Loki, if you haven't seen the Loki series, there's two seasons also on Disney plus that's really good. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. Very good. Really like that a lot as well. Uh, like I said earlier, I think the, the shows last roughly 30 to 35 minutes, give or take. There were nine episodes in both seasons so far. And let's see, let's run down. I think at this point, let me run down the, and this gives you a pretty good idea of what the each episode is about, the titles. Uh, so I'll give you the titles of season uh, one. So it starts off with what if, they, each of these start off with what if. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? So obviously Peggy Peggy becomes the first Avenger instead of Steve Rogers. Uh, episode two, what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? Which you sort of heard that in the trailer a little bit. 
number three, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? You can pretty much uh, you know, figure that one out. Number four, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? That That's a really interesting one, and I will say that there are repercussions from that episode that, that t- carry into the second season as well. Uh, number five, what if zombies? There's uh, There have been a couple of Marvel comic series where basically a lot of the heroes, it, it's, you know, the, the way the <laughs> zombies are a big deal in the last many years now, right? Especially since Walking Dead. Uh, and uh, so what if some of the characters, well, some of the, the heroes became zombies? Is, is that I've read some of those comics. I don't know, not really my favorite or cup of tea, but they're they're cool art. Uh, all right, number six. What if Killmonger rescues Tony Stark? Uh, that's an interesting idea, right? All right, number seven. What if Thor were an only child? Number eight. What if Ultron won? And number nine, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Question mark. A lot of these end in question marks. Uh, actually, I think they all end in a question mark, right? Because of the way the sentence structure works. Because of the way English works, folks. Yeah. So the thing about the Watcher, for for those that don't really know, the Watcher is this, you know, very celestial kind of all-powerful being, being basically. But his his whole deal is he just watches, hence the name, right? So he's not supposed to get involved. He's just supposed to observe things and how they play out. But maybe he does get involved a little. Who knows? So, uh, yeah. Uh, But um, so that was a rundown of season one. Uh, Again, that was roughly uh, two years ago that came out. You could still watch both seasons on Disney+. And uh, so let us segue or, or get right into season two. And let me play a trailer for season two of What If. So here we go with that. This kid puts on quite a show. I have eyes on the target. He does not look all that threatening. Looks can be deceiving, your highness. Are you sure you do not want any backup? Nah, I'm great with kids. You thought the story was over. But it was only just beginning. I don't do sequels. Normally. But things have gotten a little twisted. In the multiverse. handsome dog Just be careful. 
don't think I can bear to narrate what might happen next. On Christmas? What is this, Cod Air? No, wait, Under Siege? No, 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 oh, that's not it. Hey, John McClane, focus! All right, there is some uh, cool trailer stuff for season two of What If. Uh, the, uh, yeah, this, this series is, I just find it so fun because animation allows them to do a lot of things you don't, get or can't or don't you know they'll they won't ever do on it in a regular uh, live action film right or so or series whatever there's there's a lot of things animation allows so that you've got that going you got a lot of voices that you're familiar with like i've already talked about and it's just some cool ideas and cool storylines in the mcu slash you know what if realm I, I just really enjoy this. I, it's probably one of my favorite things Marvel has done in the last several years. And I, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to podcast about it, to give it a little attention. A lot of people are are not into comics. They're not into animation. You know, they uh, there's the, there was this association. I think it's slowly going away. But for some people, I think there's this there's always been this association that that's kid stuff, Right. I mean, you know, you know, look at e- e- even the live action movies. There's there's live action comic book movies, I should say, MCU or or DC ones. That the you know a lot of lot, there's quite a few people out there, adults and stuff, would still call that kid stuff. But I, you know, I of course don't feel that way, and I've always loved animation. So if you're someone, you know, maybe that you'll enjoy the Marvel films but you're not really into animation, I would say for sure, give these, watch some of these and give them a try. I think you'll enjoy it. And, and it, you know, as you're watching them, what I always find with, with some animation and, and certain properties that have, you know, you've seen it in live action as well, is your mind just kind of accepts it. You, you know, your mind just kind of, it's like lower decks for Star Trek. I know people are like, oh, that's just junk or kid stuff or prodigy or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's it's much more than that. These things are done with a lot of care, Honestly, sometimes I think they're done with better care and writing than than some of the other things occasionally. But all right, so let's get into a little more detail on season two. I think I enjoyed actually season two more than season one just because of I didn't know they were going to do this. And, and people have mixed I've seen mixed comments about this, but they the a lot of the things that they started and explored in season one come back in season two with a few exceptions but there's a lot of the uh, the characters that they the what if characters they sort of continue those storylines a little bit which is i didn't expect that i didn't know that that was going to be the case but i by the end of season two i thought oh that was pretty cool that they did that season three might do that i think a little too perhaps but maybe not as much we'll see i don't know um let me run down the titles, though, in season uh, two. And like I said, the voices are a lot of the actors. Um, according to this, oh, there's a comment or the, there's a sentence here I should read. More than 50 actors rep- reprise their MCU film roles in the first season. I, I didn't even list anywhere near that, right? Uh, the uh, And then while over 30 reprise the roles in the second season, and that could be just because 
they maybe didn't have the breadth or the range of characters they brought into the first season. So anyway, um, and really, I don't feel like in either season there's any like clunker episodes or things that were not good or anything like that. Um, but let's run them down. The titles, number 10 or or the first one for season two. I, I guess I'll uh, I'll do the first. Yeah, I'll do them that way. Anyway, it is called What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps? You remember the Nova Corps out there, you know, that was in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie or movies. Uh, all right, number 10. Two for season two. What if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? There's a little bit of that in the trailer. It's Peter when he's at when he's a young young boy. Um, number three. What if this is a, a really fun episode? You he- you saw or heard a little bit of this in in what I played at the end. What if Happy Hogan, uh, played by John Favreau, and voices him in this as well? What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? So these all released around Christmas time. So that was an especially good one, and uh, yeah, I really like that one a lot. Number four, this one was also, this might be my favorite um, favorite one. Uh, what if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? So you heard Jeff Goldblum reprising his role as the Grand Master. Uh, that's fun. It's sort of an idea of, at the end of the first Avengers film, what if Iron Man had kind of gotten lost out there in space and he ends up on the world where the Grand Master is? Uh, number five, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? And number six, what if Corey reshaped the world? That one's a little interesting, a little different. Uh, so it's it's got definitely got repercussions uh, going on. Uh, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? I thought that was an interesting blend. And we had also Kate Blanchett reprised her role as Hela. Uh, and from Thor uh, Ragnarok, right? Uh, what if, and this is number eight, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? That's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> and then finally, number nine, what if St- Strange Supreme intervened? And and that's a very Doctor Strange-focused episode with a lot of things happening in it, a lot of crazy things happening. So there you go. There's uh, And Jeffrey Wright is, of course, back as the Watcher. He's got a lot to do, probably more in Season 2 than even in Season 1. Really, really good. uh, Just a good good show, a lot of fun. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I think um, there's a little bit here. Oh, there's a little bit here on Season 3. It says this is a Red Guardian-centered episode written by Bradley, uh, also featuring Bucky Barnes. Uh, it sounds like that was going to be part of season two, but they pushed it to season three. Uh, what else we've got here that I can talk about writing, uh, casting Jeffrey Wright's on animation. We already talked about music, Laurel, uh, Laura, sorry, not Laura, Laurel, Laura. I did it again. Laura Karpman is, does the music for the series. Uh, some of the stuff inspired by Alan Silvestri's approach to the Avengers and so on and so forth. Da, 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 da. Uh, release, reception, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see, an aggregate rating of 94% reapproval. Uh, it seems like it's pretty well been pretty well received. Uh, looks like maybe season one a little more real well received by the season two. I think the. It won some awards. Uh, I think some of, you know, some of people's you know, potential letdown for season two a little bit was the continuation of 
the, you know, some of the storylines. I don't think people expected that as much. I, I don't know. I, I thought that that was um, good uh, and, and fine. And, and actually, to me, it was a big benefit, I, I thought. And I like the fact that they connected things together a little bit. I'd kind of like to sit down and watch the whole series again, you know, maybe an episode a night from season one uh, onward. I, again, I, I, I'm not a big fan of binging uh, shows. I've said that many times over the years doing the podcast, but the, the, what was I going to say? The binging is like when a show comes out and maybe it all is released like on Netflix and once some people sit down and watch it all in a day or two. But I, I, I can almost keep up with when they do a show, release a show per day. Uh, although it was gone, you know, then the show was over in like nine days. Right. So that's the other tricky disappointment. It could have been spread out over, when they did season one, for example, they didn't do it that way. So you know, then it could have been it could have been spread out a little bit longer, over months instead of just just a week, a little more than a week. So there's pluses and minuses to each way of doing it. Uh, I I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's it's a curious thing to me. I know I know a lot of people when a new show comes out, they're immediately watching it. But there's a whole bunch of people out there that don't watch, and that's kind of mostly who I'm talking to right now if you were kind of haven't watched this or maybe on the fence about it if you've watched it you're probably were interested in it enough to watch it and you probably enjoyed it and I'm just going over things you already know but um but there's a lot of people of course that watch shows that that have been out for months if not years right they watch them much later like I just started to watch the I think I may have said this I don't know maybe I didn't um I started to watch the show on Netflix called uh, Night Agent or The Night Agent. I don't know if there's a the. I can't remember. It's sort of a 24-esque kind of show with with a young FBI agent uh, that monitors this phone for people calling in, basically spies that get into trouble out in the world. And I'm kind of giving you a quick synopsis. But that show has been, I think, maybe a year or more on Netflix. And it always pops up as one of the recommended things for me. And I just finally got around to starting to watch it. I I think I'm maybe three or four episodes in. It's really good. I really like it a lot. Uh, my kind of show, you know, with a with a lot of espionage and spy things and a lot of potential, like, you know, things not really good in the government, you know, maybe some bad, you know, people doing the wrong things in the government, <laughs> which is an easy thing to think about these days. And I won't get political at all. But anyway, my, my point about that comment was just I, I, there's – there's a group of things out there, movies and TV, that I'll watch pretty much when they first come out. Star Trek, of course, Star Wars things, uh, Marvel things, uh, probably DC things as well. But there's a lot of other things that I, I don't necessarily watch when they first get released. Like, you know, that Apple show that I mentioned that's a World War II air drama called Masters of the Air. Um, that is, is is something I'm very interested in watching. Uh, Steven Spielberg is part of one of the executive producers, Tom Hanks. It's got a great cast. It looks fantastic. Uh, and, you know, so I started in on that right away, although they released two episodes, Apple TV did, and I only watched one so far. I was almost going to watch the other one that same night, but I'm like, ah, let's stretch it out because they're only going to release one a week now for the rest of the show. So uh, I can spread it out a bit more, but... Um, Anyway, that's just how people watch different things. I tend to have 
you know, my, my life and my style is, is I, I don't have long stretches of time typically that I can just sit down and I, I tend not to like to do that. I'll watch a couple of episodes of, of different things each night, like maybe two shows of an hour each. That's kind of my typical thing, or maybe a movie for the night. By the way, total total side subject, but I watched, and, and he's obviously an actor that, that I think a lot of people listening to, to the podcast probably really have always liked and admired, but I watched that Michael J. Fox uh, movie, drama, documentary thing called Still that is on, that's also on Apple TV as well, I think, yes. I watched that uh, uh, earlier last week. Really, really good. Um, it just—he's he, just an amazing guy, and you know, to get Parkinson's like he did, and he got it really young, and 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 just to continue to just push and 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 just keep going. I, I don't know. I I I've always kind of wondered how well you know. Not that I try to sit around and think about it too much, but. Getting getting a disease like that, and then mentally having to deal with it, we all, you know, we all go along our merry lives. And if you if you have your health, you know, I, you know, it's always been said that you've got everything. But which I think is true, more and more as time goes on. But you still complain, right? Everyone has complaints or problems and things. And and I always in the back, the very back of my mind, I'm always thinking to myself, but that's like. What about somebody with a disease like Michael J. Fox has? And I don't even be, be laughing, but I, but I, I think to myself, man, we don't really have anything to whine or complain about, right? Because on the scale and on the scheme of things, if you're healthy and 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 you know you've got a roof over your heads and a job or whatever, you're in school, whatever, you've got it. You know, you've really and yeah, little things can get to. I I think my point with all this is. Well, first, I wanted to mention that that's a really good movie, and you guys should all watch that if you if you have Apple TV or figure out a way to get get it or something and watch it because it w- it was really interesting and really good, and and I learned some things I didn't realize how much when he was acting in, in some of the shows he was doing, how much he hid that that diagnosis and tried to cover it up and keep going, uh, you know, almost almost in a in a way, I think. I think not admitting almost to himself that he had it, that he could just sort of keep going and push by, but um, but just super super amazing, uh, and, and I and I I really feel for him, I, you know. Just just it's, uh, I mean, Back to the Future is, and I and I literally that same night or the next day, I realized I, did, I hadn't bought the newest set of those movies on in 4K that came out, I think a year or two ago. They released them finally. I have a. I have so many sets of Back to the Future. I have DVD. I have regular Blu-ray. Um, I think I even have a VHS tape stuck somewhere, maybe of the first movie. Uh, but um, but I had to get a 4K version of them, so I, I bought that after watching that movie. I, I wasn't even sure that they had put it out on 4K. It's it's still amazing to me sometimes. Uh, maybe not that amazing, but of of how many very popular things are still still not out on 4K with, with like every TV you buy these days is a 4K TV. And I do know that a lot of people still, you know, physical media is, is not something that a lot of people are into. They'll just stream it, right? And they made that big announcement about Best Buy, you know, is not carrying discs anymore, no physical media, which is kind of shocking to me a, a little bit because it's still, I think, pretty popular. 
I mean, they had a pretty big even. They they were starting to have a fairly big record selection even, amazingly. I guess that's gone too, I think, or is going to be gone. Oh, and I got a comment about, I guess at the end of this month, it's starting pretty soon, and I'm really wondering how pervasive it's going to show up. But Amazon is putting, uh, they're putting ads in movies and TV shows pretty soon for even if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, more money for Jeff Bezos. So you, you can get rid of them for three extra bucks a month if you want. For 36 more bucks a year, you can get rid of the ads. I, I just... It's almost the principle of it. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I. I don't have the ad version of Netflix, but I didn't start with it that way, right? Uh, so, it's yeah. It's ugh. all right. We're 50 minutes. I'm gonna wrap up this show. My voice is still a little hoarse. I really hope I'm not getting sick. I don't know. It's it's possible. I've been around my uh, grandkids a little bit in the last couple of weeks, so. Everyone else has been sick. Maybe it's my turn. I hope not. You guys all keep your fingers crossed. I mean, again, don't feel bad. Just feel a little scratchy throat kind of thing. I, I think it's I, I think it's the dryness, I hope. I'm drinking a lot of tea and vitamin water today. So, And go Lions. Go Detroit Lions in the football game, and hopefully they'll get to the Super Bowl. And, uh, and if they don't, hey, they had a really good season. There's no denying them anymore. They... They always used to get everybody used to trash talk the Lions so much, and uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do that anymore. And look at me talking sports. Oh, my gosh. The the world, the axis of the earth is tipped, I think. All right, everyone, uh, I appreciate you guys listening uh, and really appreciate the Patreon supporters, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. I'll be taking a break next week. There won't be a show, but in two weeks, Another show will be back here for all of you, and uh, take care, stay safe, stay well, and thanks for listening. Bye. In. Mm. Say sci-fi. Sci-fi. Can you do it all together? Say treks in sci-fi. Treks in sci-fi. Perfect. <laughs>